Welcome back to another episode of Meredith College's Faculty Chronicles. It is the college football bowl season, and while Marriott is not playing in a game, some of our students will be playing a role in making sure the experience is memorable for the players and fans that will be participating in bowl games. That is why I've asked Rick Smith, Professor of Sport Management, to join us on Faculty Chronicles to talk about the impact of bowl games and what our students will be doing this December. Rick, thank you for joining us today. Thanks much. I'm, I'm always excited to talk about sports, uh, especially as it relates to our student experience. All right. Well, it gets going here soon. There are 43 bowl games, and they kick off Friday, December 16th, with Miami of Ohio facing UAB in the Bahamas Bowl. Unfortunately, we won't be at the Bahamas Bowl. But uh, it ra- and, and then, again, the bowl season wraps up with the College Football National Championship on Monday, January 9th. There are those who say we have too many bowl games. Um, I'm not sure I agree with them, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on on – you know, you've been around this a long time and, and have been involved in bowl games in many ways. Talk about the importance of, you know, t- of the Miamis and UABs or the yeah. FAUs of the world getting into bowl games. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tom, because I, I've, I've worn two different T-shirts, so to speak. When I grew up in Miami, Florida, and I was a Miami Hurricanes fan, and they were very competitive. And then they would go to a bowl game that was not one of the top-tier bowl games. We'd make fun of it and say, well, they're going to the toilet bowl this year. Uh, now, on the other side, if you were to relate that toilet bowl, um, those experiences are for the mid-major bowl games that are like the New Orleans Bowl and, and the Bahamas Bowl. And I have a new appreciation for what those bowl games actually offer. Now that I'm not a 12-year-old child that's cheering for the Hurricanes, I'm a middle-aged man that appreciates business and experience for student-athletes. There are more than 40 bowl games, and is that enough or is that too many? Well, this year it proved to be too many because there are not enough bowl-eligible teams uh, to actually go, right? And so you have to have six wins to go to a bowl game, and only one of your wins can be against what's called the FCS opponent. And so because there's not enough, there have been two appeals that have gone in. One of the appeals allowed a team with a 5-7 and seven record uh, to go in, and that was based on their academic performance rating from the previous year. So academics does play a part. Uh, and then the other appeal was potentially to allow a team with two FCS games on their record to get in. So there is contingencies when all 42 or 43 bowl games cannot get filled out all the way. Um, I don't think it's too many. I think it's great for the experience whether you're playing on December 16 or on January 1st, these student-athletes get one more game, and they get a game to perform in front of a national audience to potentially go to the draft. If you flip that to the business side, the schools have the potential to make money. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later in the podcast. There's a lot of expense that these teams have to go through to get to the bowl games, too. So there's also a financial commitment, and, and the schools potentially can make money off of it. So whenever you're trying to balance budgets, I think it's always good to create revenue, and these bowl games can create revenue not only for the team, but for the host cities as well. So overall, I think it's a great experience for everyone. I don't think that there's too many bowl games, although I wouldn't go many more than this because almost half or more of every football team gets in now. So let's turn it to what you have been doing here on campus with our students. And for the last five years or so, you have um, organized, however you want to say it, you've made sure that our students have had an opportunity to be a part of these bowl, uh, at least a couple bowl games. Can you talk about, give us a little bit of the history of what you've been able to do and, and why these experiences are so important? 
The Boca Raton Bowl is one of those bowl games that happened before Christmas between teams from the Mid-American Conference, which is really our region, right? We're talking Ohio, Akron, and schools that we're familiar with. Conference USA, Marshall is in that from from our local footprint, Western Kentucky. And then the American Athletic Conference with uh, UCF being being the namesake, but also from our region, Cincinnati. And so we have a regional bowl game for, for where we're located. That's in Boca Raton, Florida, held at FAU Stadium. And it was through Facebook. I contacted the executive director and said, hey, I, I have some students. Let, let's volunteer. And so seven of us went down in 2017. And that was uh, Northern Illinois, uh, I believe. Yes, against either UAB or Akron. They're all kind of running together now. And we helped put on that bowl game, right? Um now, when, when students volunteer at sports experiences, such as the NFL Draft, it's a really big experience. Super Bowl, I'll put up there as well. And you get a t-shirt that says volunteer, and you get a really cool hat. Uh, but your resume bullet point says, I, I helped. When you go to the Boca Raton Bowl, it, it wasn't that you helped. It was you executed, you managed, you coordinated, you assisted in the management of and so what our students do is when that team plane lands on the tarmac from the, from the team that's participating, we are the first group they see to welcome them to, to South Florida, and then we are the last thing they see before they go through security on the way out eight days later. Everything that happens during that bowl week, pep rallies, practices, uh, the actual start of the game to a degree, the tickets, the event management, uh, the beach pep rally, everything that happens other than taping ankles and actually kicking the ball, our students have a hand in or a hand on. And uh, that's a great experience for them at the Boca Raton Bowl. We also do that very similar at the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Now, the different experience we have is at the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl is one of the big New Year's six. They get those large volunteer bases, so we don't have as active as a role there. Uh, three years ago, we volunteered there. We got the T-shirt. Uh, we were the T-shirt volunteer. We did some pretty cool stuff. Uh, but then last year, I told the Orange Bowl, we need to do something more in-depth. And so what they essentially did was remove some of their job postings from the National Listserv, and they filled those job postings with four of our students as their winter interns. They had a company vehicle. Uh, that was an experience all in of itself, uh, but they got to do everything for the Orange Bowl. And so those are the experiences that Marietta College students get, and there are very few schools that get those experiences around the country. And to put a period on that point, I got an email from someone at the Boca Raton Bowl a few months ago that said, what other bowl games are you talking to? Because we're getting emails about why Marietta College and who are you guys? And all we can tell them is we're referring you to every bowl game we can because you guys are outstanding volunteers. So the word is getting out. You mentioned a little teaser in the beginning that we're not doing the Bahamas Bowl this year. We ran out of time to get passports. You may look for us in Nassau next year. All right. That sounds awesome. I'm, I'm going to ask one more question just related to that. Um, you, know, you talked about you know you can work uh, a Super Bowl and it's a little note on your resume. But I want to ask you the the not just the bowl games. We're going to talk about some other experiences as well. But how much has it impacted your students in in grad for grad school for finding jobs? How much has that little nugget on a on a resume made a difference where they they stand out a little bit? Without giving away names, there was a professional baseball organization in the Major League Baseball (MLB), one of the thirty teams. And they, uh, one of their HR managers was in our capstone course doing mock interviews. And she said to me, you know, your interviews need a little bit of work. Uh, 
But how are these resumes even real? These are the best resumes I have ever seen coming from a 22-year-old young man or young woman coming out of college. That experience on a resume has spoke volumes in the industry. One of the 20 spots in the hardest and most competitive graduate program in the world to get into at Ohio University is held right now by one of our students. And he was promoted six months into his graduate assistant to assistant athletics director because of his experience. One of the four most competitive postgraduate internships in college athletics is held by one of our students who did these job shadows. There is no school, and I'm not saying that because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, I challenge anyone to find a school that does the amount of experiential learning we do. And if you find that school, then we can go head-to-head and do it together because uh, we're always looking for new partnerships. But but these the students have, have taken advantage of this opportunity that we offer here at Merida College, and uh, we're doing all kinds of things, and the resumes speak for themselves. And uh, the, the, the industry started to take notice. Six years ago, we had to explain that off of exit one, about 200 miles south of Cleveland, is Marietta, Ohio, not Marietta, Georgia. People recognize our logo now when we walk in. Uh, and that's not a stretch. People actually know Marietta College is from Marietta, Ohio. So we still have to tell them we're southeast Ohio. They ask us, you know, where are you in relation to Columbus? Uh, but we, at least we're in the right state this time. And the brand is getting out there. Uh, I think we're one of the best kept secrets in the country. There's 430 sport management programs. And I, and I think if you were to rank our overall experience, we're probably top 50. Well, let's take it outside of college football here for a minute, but uh, still related to what we're talking about. You, um, the door opened up last year uh, for an opportunity to spend spring break in Savannah, Georgia. So we're back in Georgia now, which probably yeah. added to the confusion. <laughs> and anybody that's aware of the Savannah Bananas understands what a uh, entertainment factory that has become and what they do. But you had an opportunity for your students to go down at spring break, and then obviously some were able to intern. Can you just talk about what that has done is also opening up those doors and what that experience has been like for the students and for the program? Well, uh, I'll start with a pun. It has been very appealing to work with the Savannah Bananas. Uh, It started with a phone call, and uh, Evan picked up the phone in Savannah. I called the ticket office, and and this gentleman, Evan, picked up. Evan graduated from a a small school, a small, well, it's bigger than Marietta College, but it's not as big as University of Georgia, Uh, so somewhere in the middle. Uh, a school in Georgia, picked up the phone and I said, hey, Evan, this is Rick. I'm a a professor of sport management at Marietta College in Ohio, and I want to bring our students down. And I explained what we do. And he said, what? And so I explained it again. And he said, I'm a sport management major from a school. And he said the school. And the best experience I got was watching Tiger Woods play golf as I scanned tickets. We're going to make this happen for you. And so he championed our cause at 22 years old because he didn't get that experience at his school. And from there, we made it happen. We worked with Marie, who's in the front office. Um, They do things unconventionally. They have never done anything like what they did with us before. They hosted us for five to six days, six days probably. And uh, we went down there and we learned their fan first culture, which is customer service. I bring that back to our classroom. Uh, I don't think many of my faculty colleagues will agree with me when I say that our students are our customers. Um, I consider them my fans. And while I'm still stringent on grading, uh, I still have to serve them to a degree that uh, they are our business model, right? So uh, I take that fans first approach. What they say matters. 
Um, we try new things in the classroom. It's no different than what Savannah does. Savannah does three different in-game promotions every game. I do something different every semester. Uh, and so it, it has translated to the classroom. As far as the experience for the students, we were able to see some of that come alive when we came back and ran Community Day. Uh, some of the funky stuff that the bananas do, we do. Uh, and when we were there, ESPN happened to be there filming the Banana Land uh, promo. So if you have ESPN Plus and you watch episode one of Banana Land at about the 11-minute mark, you'll see now it says Meredith College marketing students, which, you know, whatever. Can't, can't call ESPN and complain. Uh, but those are our students that were talking to Jesse Cole. And, and Jesse doesn't take, he takes the time to talk to a lot of people, but to, to give that much time to us and tell us how he started his business from the ground up as, as a simple idea has motivated our students. Uh, we then had two students intern over the summer. It was by far one of the best internships I've ever seen. We have more students applying now to do their internships. And uh, hot off the press, I guess you can say, the Bananas are doing their world tour this spring, and we're going to be at 12 of their 30-something cities. So we're going to be traveling again with them this spring and this summer. And uh, again, no other school does it. So uh, we've been able to do some really cool things, not only Savannah Bananas, but let's not forget that we did WrestleMania in 2018. And I'm talking currently with the XFL for the spring, as, as well as the Women's Final Four in Dallas, um, and then there, um, I'm not allowed to say it yet, but there is a large bid that the NCAA is looking at for a large city in Ohio. And if that city wins that bid, we will be the school volunteering and it is an Olympic sport that requires ice. So it would be really cool for us to, to have that experience in a few Decembers from now. Well, Rick, we got a few more questions here, but I just want I want to commend you for all that work as well because I mean, I know there's you've got to do a lot of hard work behind the scenes and I know your students consistently are like, "Man, we're getting amazing experiences." So, so thank you for that. I mean, that's that's great work. Um, well, let's get back to college football. I think that's you know what we started, but I thought it was important for people to hear like, you know, all those amazing things that that our students are getting to do and and I'll, and I'll add, it's not always just sport management students. You know, you open it up to the entire campus and I know going to the bowl games, you've got students from a couple different majors. So, uh, I think that's pretty cool too that they they recognize recognize this experience and want to be a part of it. So, um, you know, here recently just announced in 2024, college football is going to make that transition to a 12 team playoff. Um, so, you know, kind of my first question really is what impact do you think that's going to have on the bowl games? Obviously knowing the things that you do, or, or do you think it's, is it going to be positive, negative, or just no real change in any way? I'm just curious, yeah. you know, as you've done this for a long time, what impact are you, are you starting to think about as you know, you do these things every year? I don't know if, what the impact's going to be yet. Uh, one of the worries of the mid-major bowl games, I assume, was that when this new playoff format came out, that the bowl games would be perhaps less important or would simply go away. And so what the CFP has done, essentially, is right now there are six New Year's bowl games where in the current format, two a year get a playoff game. In the new format, all six will be involved with the playoff, where four of them are essentially the quarterfinals, two of them are the semifinal, and then the championship will still rotate to any city that wins the bid, much like the Super Bowl. So those six, call them the king of the crop, or whatever you want to call it, the king of the hill, those six are still going to get their money, right? And so the Rose Bowl, the Peach Bowl, those six are still intact, now, the round previous to that, which is here's where it gets interesting, the round previous to that will be hosted on campus. 
So uh, let's say, for example, a perennial favorite Alabama is not in the four-team playoff this year. If this year was the 12, they may host an on-campus game and then end up going in. So the on-campus games uh, will really modeled after the FCS model uh, will promote money and revenue for those schools. Will it affect the other bowl games as a trickle-down? I don't think so. Uh, There's going to be more money. Uh, For example, right now, uh, none of this is official. It's all rumors. But if you Google college football playoff, as I did before I came in here, there are bowl games that are paying teams $500,000, $600,000, $700,000. Or the big bowl games, four to six million, right? And so let's say that you're a team that's going to, I'm going to make this up, going to the Marietta Bowl in Marietta, Ohio. And it's hosted by the Marietta Chamber of Commerce. The Marietta Chamber of Commerce would pay two schools each 700000 to come here. And then those schools would have to turn around and pay a minimum of 50000 for the food and catering. 150 per night in a hotel times 80 rooms times six nights. They have to pay for $150,000 to $200,000 airplane charter. They then have to buy a minimum of 3,000 tickets at $30 a piece. That's $700,000, and I'm not an accountant. I bet you I just spent that $700,000 right there. If not, it's pretty darn close. So the revenue for the smaller teams is still not going to be there as it is for the large games when you go to the Rose Bowl and uh, this year USC who uh, is not going to the college football playoff, but is going to the Rose Bowl instead? They're getting they're getting four million instead of six million. Uh, they're going to be able to take some of that home. It's not going to cost them four million to go to a bowl game. Uh, so it's going to provide more opportunity, I think, for the group of five. Right. So if all of a sudden, let's say a local team like Akron wins the Mid-American and they go 11-1 and and they're ranked top 16 like Tulane or most recently Cincinnati and UCF, they're going to go to the college football playoff. There's an opportunity that a second team can also do that, but that is very unlikely. We're going to see, if we were to do it again this year, the 12 teams would be Alabama would be in, Kansas State would be in, Utah. It's still going to be the Power Five with one or two group of five, which I think makes it even more important that these, quote, mid-level bowl games, the Bocas, the Myrtles, the Liberties, the Citrus, all these bowl games that happen between December 16 and January 3 stay intact for the other 35 to 40 participating schools or more, really 60, 70 of them. Good. All right. Well, our last question is, uh, you know, you've done such a good job of sort of being forward thinking and looking ahead. As you think about 2024 in the playoffs, are you starting to think about the potential? What does that mean for my students? What is that? Mm-hmm. Are, are there going to be opportunities? Are you starting to think about that? And are there some glimpses of what those opportunities might be? I'll say it here that anyone that wants us will go. Um, it comes down to money for us, right? Bottom line, it comes down to money for us. And the Boca Raton Bowl and some other bowl games that we've worked with have been very generous with helping offset some of the cost. There are other bowl games that have said to us, we will welcome you with open arms, but we simply cannot help you with insert, whatever it is, hotel, food, travel. We then can't afford it. Um, For example, last year, the internship at the Boca Raton Bowl, a student would have to pay $350 to the school to do an internship class. That is standard. But that doesn't include their airfare, their rental car, their three weeks in Boca. It cost each of those students about $4,500 
to do an unpaid internship experience in sports at the Orange Bowl. I don't think any of them regret that. They they gladly accepted that that duty, and the school offset some of those costs. I would imagine if we were to do the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and those bigger bowl games, I would assume it would be the same type of structure because those bowl games are in Dallas, New Orleans, Atlanta, L.A. They're in big cities that could probably send an email or post a post and get a thousand volunteers. Why would they accept these great students from Marietta when they can get great students elsewhere? So I'm going to continue to work on the mid-majors. I'm going to continue to work on the Curable and the Gasparilla and the Boca and the Myrtle and the Bahamas. Eventually, I'd like to get into the Fenway Bowl and the Pinstripe Bowl in the Northeast. I'd love to make some inroads in Charlotte since that's a quick flight for us. And then outside of that, I'd love to work an outdoor hockey game or one of the... All right, and the other thing I'll mention here, Tom, is that these bowl games that we work are all owned by ESPN events. It's a division of ESPN. They own assets. They own 17 bowl games. They also own the NCAA basketball game that happens on the aircraft carrier. Wouldn't it be great for us to be on an aircraft carrier next year in San Diego working the basketball games? We could do that too. Uh, so we're really in with the organization of ESPN events as well. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Faculty Chronicles, and thank you to Rick Smith for sharing his thoughts and experiences related to college football, especially the bowl games. Uh, if you would like to learn more about Marietta College, please visit www.marietta.edu.